Welcome to another episode of Cosmopolitan's The Buzz. I'm Cosmo's news and entertainment editor, Mel Evans. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. You probably recognise her from your TV screens, either on The Bachelorette or most recently on Studio 10. I'm talking about Georgia Love. Welcome to The Buzz. Thank you, thank you. I like hearing that. I've always just been The Bachelorette, but yes. I like having that now you know her from Studio 10. There's another layer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should applause, but there's only me. Like, us in the room, which is And really it's weird sad. if I join you in yeah, class exactly. as well, yeah. <laughs> we just pretend it's someone else in the room. Yeah. <laughs> now, today I wanted to chat about love, which is your last name. And also how we know you most recently, I guess. Yeah, by name, by nature, really. <laughs> it just goes together. Well, <laughs> that's why I got the gig. I'm sure it is. No. They, they saw my name and they went, oh, my God, we have to. It's Bingo. just worth it for the puns on the ads. So, obviously, we find love in all different corners of the world these days. Mm. You found it on a television show. Yeah, I did, which I never thought I would <laughs> say I had. How bizarre. Going into the process, what you expected it to be like to what it actually was like... How, on a scale of one to ten, how different, you know, ten being the total opposite? Yeah, I don't know how to answer that because I didn't know what to expect. I've watched the show before and I've watched The Bachelor, so you kind of have an idea of what you think it's going to be like. And it probably wasn't too far off that, but... um, I mean, there were just so many things that you don't think about or you don't expect to happen, like, you know, actually forming relationships and connections with a number of people and, you know, even how close you become to the producers and the people that live with you in the house. And you don't think about all that kind of stuff when you're watching it at home. And I think the one, not so much expectation I had, but the one hope I had is that I'd walk in that very first night or the guys would walk in and I would just go, oh my God, yes, you, you are the one and the love of my life. And then the whole journey would be really easy. But it didn't quite happen that way. So it was a little bit more difficult, but I got there in the end. <laughs> well, the thing is, we probably all go through the same thing by, you know, forming connections with different guys or, yeah. or girls at the same time. But we don't have television cameras following us around yeah, the whole and the, country watching. And the other thing is as well is that the time frame. I mean, that's something mm. that, that's probably the, the most you know different thing that I found actually doing it to something I did never expect is to actually feel this time pressure like oh my god I've got to make a decision by this date and I mean it's not like it was up until the last day I was still deciding or anything like that but it is a funny thing to kind of say um you know if you can, we'd like you to fall in love in X amount of days and weeks. Is it how long? Is it like six weeks or something? It was ten weeks. Ten weeks. Yeah, Still, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Well, that's the thing. You think about it. Ten weeks in kind of the real world, going to work, catching up with other people, doing all of that. Ten weeks isn't a very long time at all. If you meet someone at the very start of that to be saying "I love you" mm. after ten weeks, isn't that long? But the way that it is on the show, you're seeing these guys every day. Your whole world is just that. You know, I didn't have my phone or the internet or TV. I wasn't going home and catching up with friends or chatting to them on the phone or going to work. My whole day and all of those weeks were completely focused on that and on the guys. So actually, when you look at it like that, 10 weeks is a really long mm. time. And I guess when you put it like that, back in, you know, 
old-timey days mm-hmm. when people probably did fall in love a lot sooner, they didn't have those distractions either. So exactly. they were thinking about each other and, and seeing each it's other. It's funny you say that as well because that's something that I really liked about it. And one of the reasons I wanted to do it, I'm such an old-school romantic. And, I mean, obviously reality TV isn't old-school, <laughs> but everything else around The Bachelorette is... It's actually quite old-fashioned. The fact that you can't log on to Facebook and see if you've got mutual friends with them, that you can't call up a girlfriend and go, oh, my God, what have you heard about this Lee Elliott guy? Tell me everything you know. <laughs> you know, you're getting to know them by sitting down and have convers- having conversation with them, asking, you know, about their interests, telling them stories about yourself. And, like, the, you know, that's how our parents and grandparents all met, not on reality TV, but, you know, but, but just talking like that. So I loved that part of it. Mm, it's so true because if I'm talking to a guy on, say, you know, a dating app, mm. I know a lot about him before I even meet him because I've Googled him, I've Facebooked him. If we have a mutual friend, I've You've asked them, them about the it. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going in with this preconceived notion about someone. Yeah, and I loved that I couldn't do that. I really love that. And that's something that I think that people should try to take more into everyday life and it is hard because when you've got Facebook and things like that it's so easy to so why wouldn't you but you do have preconceived ideas about people you know from looking them up and especially things like Tinder it's so easy to just literally look at one picture and go nah and swipe past but you know who knows if I had met if I'd seen Lee on Tinder either one of us might not have swiped right or whichever way it is you know on each other so it's just um I don't know. I think if if my journey has taught anything to anyone, I think give people a chance. I mean, even with Maddie, obviously we didn't end up together, but from that first night, um, you know, we didn't have a great connection at the start and then obviously ended up developing this really great relationship and... I wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened if I'd met him in a bar and we'd had the first interaction that we had. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think give guys a chance, girls. And <laughs> vice versa. Yes. Yeah. We've all become quite judgy, haven't we? So much. I think social media is the worst for that. And for dating, like Tinder, I think, I mean, I have nothing against it. If people want to use it, that's so fun. And I know so many people who've got into relationships and even marriages through meeting through mm. Tinder. But... I don't want to do it myself because of that whole kind of, you know, old school thing. I don't want to be able to judge someone on their first impression or, mm-hmm. or worse, have them judge me just literally just on what I look like. So, yeah, and, and then even Instagram. I mean, you open up Instagram. I'm quite happy with myself, my life, how I look, who I am. I open up Instagram and I feel terrible about myself because I'm not a bloody Victoria's Secret model know, and everyone so on the friggin' Instagram yep. looks like one yep. and I end up feeling like a fatty boomba and I'm not. <laughs> so, yes, we are way too judgy. So you didn't do any dating apps pre-Bachelorette? No, I've never been on a dating app at all. Ooh. Never. Did you jump on your friends and, like, have some fun there? Yep. So one of my guy friends particularly who I used to work with down in Tassie hated it because I would always do it. I'd always pick up his phone and and because I would be much more forgiving of people. Like, he yes. was much more judgy. And I was like, no, she looks lovely or look at her profile. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun on it with other people's profiles, but no, I never have my own. Like, the thing is, it's become so popular and it's become completely the norm mm. that I think it's hard to meet anyone any other way. Like, totally. Almost every single person who's wanting to get out there and date is on Tinder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you how do you meet someone not through that way without, you know, going on 
a TV show. Yeah, exactly. That's all we've got these days. That's all I had. TV show. (laughs) But it's so true because even if you go out to a bar or a restaurant or something, everyone's on their phone on Tinder or on Happen or something like that. I know. It's... um... Yeah, I think 10 years ago, if someone had said that that was going to happen, we probably wouldn't have believed it. You know, I remember when RSVP was really, like, taboo. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my Desperado. God. Desperado. Um, and, yeah, you wouldn't admit if you'd met someone no. online. Yeah. That's just, that's the norm now. I know. God, I don't know what I would do if I was was single again now. Hopefully I won't be. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, if you're listening. <laughs> Hard as well because talking about people being judgy because of these kinds of things it takes away that kind of well it can take away that romance element of it and I mean what we're talking about in general today is love and that's very different to dating and I almost feel like when you're meeting in the you know if you're using a dating app if you're meeting in that way everything's kind of I don't know it's stripped back it's just kind of a right well we've met like this we both know that we want to go on a date we both know you know what we're here for type thing it's I almost think from stories I've heard of friends who've used these apps, it's harder to then break into the, okay, are we actually dating? And then, you know, talking about love and relationships down the track because if you meet someone in a bar, you both hit, you know you hit it off, you exchange numbers, you decide to see each other again. It's almost like that's a bit more of a, okay, we're on to a thing here. But meeting on a dating app, you don't know if you've met someone who's, you know, legitimately looking for a relationship or just wants a bit of a you know, hook up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, t- it kind of, it almost confuses everything more while being so much more easy. It was interesting on one of our other podcasts we did with Emma Markazik, she said that the second date is almost the first date these days. Yeah, because the first date is deciding if you actually yes. want to see. It's almost Pre-date. like blind dating again, Yeah, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah, the mm. first date you kind of, you decide if you actually want to date them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so true. And then the second one is like, right, now we're now we're doing this. We've decided we actually want to see each other. At least with blind dating, you know, normally you've got a friend or two that are sort of like, yeah, you guys would be great for each other. Yeah, Whereas but also this, like... at least with this, you don't have the possibility of rocking up and yeah. just going, oh, my God, I would never be attracted <laughs> to this person in a million years. And then having to sit through an awkward dinner where you're trying not to make eye contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Oh, the world we've found ourselves in. I know, I know. But it's... I mean, what's it going to be like in another 10 or 20 years? I'm sounding like an old fuddy-duddy now. I'm only 28. (laughs) So when you signed up for The Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. how much did the producers and matchmaker people know about the kind of guy you wanted? Yeah, a lot. So I had heaps of meetings with producers and, I mean, even psychologists to kind of, you know, read into who I am and, and what I want. And it wasn't, you know, like a sit down, okay, tell us what you like in a guy. It was more just them really getting to know me. Um, so there was a lot of that done. And, and what is interesting is they kind of seemed to get a pool, like a large pool of guys, like a larger, like maybe say 40 or 50 guys who they've kind of shortlisted. And then when they pick who the girl is, they go, right, okay, we think these ones will be compatible. So it's not just... You know, the the 18 guys I had wouldn't have been the same 18 guys had they picked another bachelorette. Yep. Like they do, they did actually pick, I mean, obviously not all Maybe of them, but some of them are. Yeah, they refused to jobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they do try to try to pick on compatibility. And that's, um, I suppose that's kind of old school as well. And mm. it's like, you, you know, like your parents deciding their friend's son is going to be good for you or whatever. And I actually think 
There's one, and I won't say who because I'll <laughs> totally embarrass my friend, and I also don't want to jinx it. But one of the guys on my series, I'm pretty sure, is soulmates with my best friend. So have they met? Not yet, but I'm, <gasps> I'm, I'm working on it. But I'm being cool about it. Otherwise, I'm going to jinx it, and it will never happen. So oh, I'm so excited watch this about this. Dot dot dot. Yes, <laughs> and she's terrible. She won't go on any dating apps or anything. So. Mm. Friendship thing is an interesting thing because yeah. it's like it's like um oh, what's it in How I Met Your Mother where it's like yes. the walrus turns into the mermaid yeah. that theory. How did that go with you and Lee? Because obviously you had those ten weeks where you you know fell in love and then afterwards when the cameras turned you off really you're like start to get to know each other. What's your middle name? What's yeah. your phone number? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the funniest thing. It's like that very first night after finale, Eddie was like um. Can I grab your number? <laughs> like we just declared our love for each other. It's so bizarre. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, but it's been like it has been like the start of it of a normal relationship now, and it's this weird mix of we are actually technically only three months into a relationship, but it's also like we're so far down the track. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been everything was so heightened and fast forward, and we've said I love you, and we've we've you know declared that to the country. And then it is really like, okay, so what's your address? Can I come over after work tonight? And, you know, what do you like to cook? And just these little things that are normal getting to know each other at the start of a relationship kind of questions. And that's fun because it's not, you know, yeah, we are still learning about each other. We haven't fast-forwarded everything so much that we're now kind of in that spot of the relationship where... We know everything and we're just getting on with things. It's still, you know, I'm still excited to just spend the night at his house and sit on the couch and watch a movie and just talk about things. Do you think that, because you're not too old, well, you're not old at all, (laughs) do we put too much pressure on ourselves to find love? Absolutely. There's so much pressure to, to meet someone by a certain age and... I think there's also pressure for people who are at a certain age in a relationship. Like, you know, say you're 28, you've been in a relationship for three years, it's almost just like a given. Okay, well, that's the person you're going to have to marry because you're at the right age to get married and this is the person you're with at that time. But I don't think it should have to be like that. You know, if if someone hasn't found their one or the person that they want to marry by the time they're 35 that's fine that person will come Hmm. you don't I I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves and other people and I think because we're perhaps the first generation where you can be a little older and get married there's not that stigma anymore Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whereas our parents you know my parents married at 26 yeah which is probably you know getting on then yeah exactly (laughs) yeah like they would have had a lot more pressure i'd imagine yeah and now at 26 i cannot even fathom getting married like there's still so much i want to do our parents and grandparents are all certainly had kids by my age Mm. mine did um and i feel very far away from that i've only just met the person that i want (laughs) to be with you know so um I think in our generation we're lucky because we do have a bit more freedom like that because it is becoming a bit more the norm but then there's more pressure that, you know, by a certain age you really should or you really need to, and I don't think that's the case at all. Mm, it's a bit of that double-edged sword where because we have so much opportunity, we're meeting more people, mm. travelling more places, it's sort of like, well, why haven't you found that? Yeah. Did you ever think, like, crap, what if not one of these guys I like? Oh, absolutely. Or, like, think. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. What you just said then, I totally thought that. I was 
freaking out going to that first cocktail party and the arrivals going, what if none of them like me? Like, you know, I am twi- well, I was 27 then, 27 and I haven't met somebody who thinks I'm the be all and end all who they absolutely want to marry, you know, yet. Why would one of these 16 guys be that? You know, that it's a really scary thing to think. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, fate and everything happening for a reason. I thought, well, if I'm, if I'm here, if I've ended up here, it's got to be for a reason. So surely my guy will be amongst these. And he was. With a donkey. With a donkey. <laughs> I remember reading somewhere that you thought that Lee was the stitch up. I absolutely he thought he was. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what, the, what on earth is this guy going to say? Walked down the corner with a donkey and I looked at him. He's like this vision of a man and I'm like whoa that's a weird stitch up because you're really good looking (laughs) (laughs) I guess Um, for people listening a stitch up is how would you describe it like the gag guy yeah the gag I mean these kind of shows always have someone that you feel like they're just on there for entertainment so yeah when someone's walking in with a donkey on the first (laughs) night I'm thinking all right what's this guy's joke he's got got something up his sleeve he's gonna be a massive weirdo but I when he is it. a bit of a weird <laughs> in the best possible way great pun though i remember that night i was watching it with a whole heap of my girlfriends we were yeah. like oh he's got the winner's uh-huh. entry for sure uh-huh. for sure <laughs> oh man i think so well he did didn't he, <laughs> he did. Well, yeah exactly going through what you went through on the show and coming out the other side and what you've learned about love what do you reckon is the biggest lesson that you learned Oh, I think to to give everybody a go, to give people a chance. Don't judge on first impressions. You know, don't judge just by swiping left or right. There's so much more to a person than what they look like or what they do for a job or their age. You know, I could have got freaked out by the fact that, that Lee's eight years older than me and if he was on Tinder or something like that, I probably wouldn't have given him a chance because of that. So I just think, yeah, giving people a chance and exploring what they have to offer rather than having an absolute checklist that you need to go through and and make ticks and crosses in the boxes. You know, just get to know someone and and give people a go. Let's hope everyone hears that and it sinks in. And And we can all find love. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That goes for you too, Mel. Yeah. In this podcast, we always come to some sort of conclusion where it's like, next podcast, we have to do something about your love life, Mel. And I'm like, yay! No. Next podcast, we'll find out if you have swiped right on guys you wouldn't usually have because you've decided to give them a chance. Perfect. And all those promises from previous podcasts, we'll just ignore them for this one. (laughs) I think that's a good place to leave it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me in. It's I always, I'm always happy to chat about love. It's a fun thing to talk about. (laughs) It is. (laughs) And thank you so much for listening. Remember to head to iTunes and hit subscribe and leave us a review. Tell us your own dating stories. Try and top your dating story because that was a pretty good one. And remember to tune in next time. 